No, no, I'm just going to go home to Iowa. This will blow over. And by now you're thinking, I'll just go home to Iowa. This will blow over. But if you're this far in, your home has been set on fire. What? All right, welcome back, everybody, to Rock Hard Caucus. This is Iowa's uh, best and only podcast. I am Justin, and I'm here with Evan, as usual. We're on our uh, hot streak of Sunday recordings. Yes, sir. Glad to be back. Yeah, this one's a bit later. I was working till uh, 2 a.m. last night, Evan. Yeah, I know you've uh, been on tour, right? <laughs> Well, no, I was uh, there was a Rocky Horror Picture Show showing oh, at the theater. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, obviously much more important. So fun! <laughs> I love sitting through that. <laughs> Do you really? Or it's like ironic? Are you being ironic? Because I can't. Like I used to like it, but it's kind of sort of like drag shows at this point, where it's like it was fun the first like twenty times, and now I'm like, <laughs> okay, I think I'm. <laughs> yeah i mean people people have fun with it and it's like it's sort of like not for me you know yeah. so it, yeah. whatever but uh the movie itself is is fine it's it's whatever there's some fun stuff in there i really enjoyed the meatloaf scene this time i usually like him like yeah. when he rides a motorcycle around the room <laughs> yeah <laughs> but oh, yeah. yeah the the way that they they do these live showings there's like somebody like riffing nonstop on a microphone while the movie's oh. playing <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. It's yeah, not that my favorite. Sounds, yeah, <laughs> I've never like experienced that in person. <laughs> like you can riff about a bad movie, but like Rocky Horror Picture Show is a good movie. How do you riff about? On well, they've know. got like a script, I think, because it's like the same <laughs> jokes every time. <laughs> <laughs> they should do that for Killers of the Flower Moon. Just ha every screening yeah. you go see, someone's riffing about about it i've been seeing that as a trend that people have been having like inappropriate movie theater interactions at that that movie well i mean it's the thing it's i used to live in austin and that's where the alamo draft house got started sure mm -hmm. and uh, 15 years ago before it had like spread to every major city in america it was the whole premise right it's like you go you eat your food, you get drunk, you sit there, but you can't check your phone or like the Gestapo comes and they throw you out. <laughs> right. Which yeah. is like fine in theory. Like, yes, it does annoy me when people check their phones, but I genuinely think now, I think it was a massive overcorrection. Right. Because mm -hmm. I feel like they've taken it to such a degree that it's hard to even, it's hard to even go and have a fun time anymore. Well, not that I've been to one because there's not even one in like a 500 mile radius to me. Yeah, um, uh, I don't even know where the closest one would be to us. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we have them here. We have something yeah. called like Flicks Brew House, where you can go and get like full service food and and beer to your seat, which is yeah. like the way distracting. Honestly, I would I would rather just go to a regular theater. And it's way yeah. expensive for they like do that at Applebee's at too, right? They bring stuff to you as you're in there. They I mean, that's. You that's worse than just looking at your phone for a second, right? No, it's it's seriously it's more distracting than looking at your phone. Yeah. Um but like I don't know what made me think of that, but like I guess it was the fact that like you've seen all this commentary around people like sort of losing their minds in movie theaters <laughs> and in and in concerts. They like throw mm -hmm. shit at the screen oh, yeah. or throw yeah. shit yeah. at becoming the band. Yeah. feral people. Feral, are getting, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I genuinely, Taylor Swift. Yes, yeah. 
I, well, the t- oh, yeah, I need to go see that in theaters. Not for the movie. I just need to see how people react to it, like as an anthropological yeah. experiment. But I genuinely think the reason why is because people need to comment on everything. The, the, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. TikToks and like running commentaries on like videos and stuff. Like they need to in some way feel like sh- demonstrate to the world that they are personally di- digesting it. Yeah, I guess that's the I way have, they do it. I have something to say about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so at a concert though, like at Death Grips or at a movie theater where no one can really hear you over the sound of the screen, that just breaks down in your mind and what you wind up doing is just throwing shit <laughs> and you know what I mean? hitting the Death Grips guy with like a full Coke can. <laughs> well, you got to create content somehow by any yeah. means necessary. <laughs> yeah, you have that's the thing. It's Everybody is realizing this, like all the world governments. Like, if we were about to enter mm-hmm. world another world war, like imagine how ba- cringe it's going to be <laughs> that yeah. every single one is pumping out content. Yeah. But b- before we get uh, too much further, I, sh- I should make sure everyone listening knows if you don't recognize the voice who has joined Evan and I, we've got uh, we've got Terrence Ray from Trillbilly Workers Party on the I'm, show. I'm pretty today. sure he's going to be in the title too. So that's true. They'll know. <laughs> I but think we're good. Yeah. You gotta you gotta make sure it's clear in the audio and ca- for our <laughs> our listeners who can't read. I th- I constantly forget that because like I have not done a conventional podcast. In seven years. I don't even think our very first podcast episode, we even introduced ourselves. Yeah, so, you guys kind of just get, get into it right away, usually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I do. Justin uh, usually has the uh, the professional, uh, yeah. like the yeah. radi- pr- previous radio host professionalism. Well, yeah. Terrence used to do radio too, didn't you? I did. I used to do radio. Tom and I used to have our own radio show every Thursday night uh, from 10 to 12. Yeah. Besides, uh, <laughs> so like, I... I don't know. I, I think that like may- maybe that's why. Maybe it's because I was doing radio and I was tired of being boxed in by right. rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm never gonna see my name. <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> bit more. I don't know. Producer minded. Like I. Yeah. I really want to craft this into like a program. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like people. People like both. There are. There's an audience for both, mm-hmm. and that's what I've learned in my journey. Yeah. 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 So uh, one of the, the benefits of uh, creating a podcast, hosting a podcast, is you can subject uh, yourself and your friends and your guests and the listening public to just really horrible audio. And I'm going to do that now real quick. Uh, I had something sort of a something to set the tone for this conversation. So let me just play mm. this video for you. Let's see. It. I'm, I'm excited. Hey, fake woke Americans. <laughs> Guess who actually lives on stolen land? You do. Guess who actually lives on stolen land? You do. You do. You do. Me, Jew, you do. Me, Jew, you do. You live on stolen land. Uh, So that's Brett Gelman. uh, (laughs) Oh, that's who that was. Okay. Yeah, do you guys know him? Yeah, I was like... Well, Was that okay. from like a horror movie or something? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a promo, yeah, for the new Blair Witch Project or something. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Brett Gelman. Uh, for maybe people who aren't familiar with him, he's he's in Stranger Things. That's probably his highest profile role. Um, I know him as like a comedy bang bang guest from years ago. Yes, 
uh used to Same. do a lot of like edgy comedy um but yeah he, he, he he's been posting me. some really deranged like uh pro-israel stuff on his instagram yeah he um let me just say that like once he first came out i was constantly getting him confused with that other comedian who takes his shirt off all the time and drinks like 27 beers yeah, that's the first thing i thought too <laughs> yeah for kreischer for kreischer oh, okay. yeah yeah they yeah. look very similar and they're both ostensibly comedians i don't know what burke kreischer's uh, opinions are on israel um but if he's pro-palestinian like that would be so tight i would immediately revoke everything i said about him that's what we need we need pro-palestinian burke kreischer to go to head-to-head with pro-israeli brett gelman yeah well i wanted to sort of uh dig into what he was saying there uh he was addressing what he called fake woke liberal america i believe oh Um, (laughs) and his point is that the people who actually live on stolen land are white people in america so i guess he's directing that at us right it does it yeah it's at us yeah Mm -hmm. well and and i don't understand though okay so like the point is taken brett but why is it in sing-song form? <laughs> That's the uh, thing that I find, you know, mostly concerning here. <laughs> does that, yeah, does that make his message more I, I or less palatable? <laughs> I think he's doing the um, not mad but laughing strategy yeah. um, throughout the entire video. Well, that is true. I think there is that. I mean, me personally, when I watched that for the very first time, it was like the room around me darkened and you like there was thunder kind of in the background and like you heard the yeah you, have you ever heard that um it's obviously fake but i think the fact that it could be believable says something about society or whatever <laughs> but there is a video uh like that was always going around like conspiracy like uh, e-bombs world back when i was like in high school of like oh, yeah. It was like the video was called like Portal to Hell Found. And okay, it was yeah. <laughs> it was obvious that someone had just like edited together like ten thousand screaming people, like people screaming in agony and stuff like that. <laughs> they like anyways, all of which is to say that when I was watching the Brett Gelman video, yes, the room behind me darkened and I could hear ten thousand people behind me screaming in the pit lake of fire in like the ninth level <laughs> of of Dante's Inferno. And um all of which is to say that, like, very, I got very bad vibes from that video. Like, yeah, um, absolutely. And he's also been in a movie with Delia, Chris Delia, and oh, um, yep, I saw that the other day. Yeah, um, and so I got Delia vibes. That's what I'm saying. There's something there. <laughs> There's some connection there. Yeah, well, other people. Uh, I saw some commentary on that video. Uh, other people noticed he does not blink for the duration of that video. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, other people pointed out that um, there there has been a few articles that Israel has become sort of a safe haven for uh, people convicted of like child pornography possession in America. Oh, <laughs> interesting. This is like so a cheese pizza delia thing. Yes, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I that, saw that delia movie when I was looking up Gelman's like filmography. Someone else was in that. That was concerning. Let me just remember was, what that it was it had like 12 different comedians in it which is how you know a movie is great it's, it's like, called F- yeah. flock of dudes 
flock of dudes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Je- Jeffrey wow. Ross is in it. Another guy who's been accused of some stuff. <laughs> Jeff Ross, the roast master. Yeah, I was gonna say Jeffrey. Jeffrey Ross. He's the roast master. Yeah, roast master general. Yeah, yeah. Then, a few years mm-hmm. ago, there was this this woman who accused him of uh, uh, abusing her when she was like fourteen or something. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I heard them talking about that on Come Town one time. I believe that they. Uh, I think that's yeah. I think that came I believe, up. I believe that that is like I don't know. I if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he like fought to the accusations and managed to like do a kind of like Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing to his accuser. It seems to um, have gone away. Yeah, he yeah. like sued her and and no one talks about it. Very um, weird. But also, John Gabrus was in that movie, and I like him. <laughs> yeah. John Gabrus. Let's see. Another guy I know from Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, right, right, right. The the plot is amazing. Adam Crisdelia is a 30-something man-child who lives a ridiculous lifestyle with his three lifelong friends. After he is evicted from the house they ruined together and his ex starts dating a successful celebrity, Adam decides it's time to grow up by breaking up with his friends. Dude, is it... I mean, like, if you just had a little bit of money and access to... What is this? Like sixteen of the like most <laughs> B-list comedians in Hollywood. You could make a pretty, a pretty, um, pretty good film. I think. I, yeah, I think so. So that's probably yeah. a good movie, is what you're saying. That's what I've, yeah. They, I mean, I'm reading an article here that they tried to get NBA star Blake Griffin to be in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like wow. that's. I love how that's become a um, kind of. Like, I feel like you're seeing this all a lot. I think they did this in that Rachel Sinnott movie that just came out. But they just, yeah. like, find an athlete who's, you know, somewhat funny and then throw him in the movie. I feel like that's how yeah. Chris... That's how The Rock got his whole, like, career started. Yeah, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was an airplane. That's probably the yeah. obvious oh. example of that I can think of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. O.J. Yeah. Simpson had a little cool action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, yeah, there's, yeah there's uh, a good LeBron James that. in uh, that Amy Schumer movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was going to say Space We're going GM full too. circle with We Are. <laughs> oh, yeah, Schumer, yeah. 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 Uh, she, she, I, I, was talking, I was texting with Tom the other day. Like, Amy Schumer is the textbook example of, of when fame goes to your head. Like, the textbook bad case. She's yeah. just so awful in every way, and she's just a complete mediocrity. There's nothing there. It's not like, I don't know. It's, <laughs> she's been like one decent movie. Yeah, I, I have not yeah. followed her career closely at all. But she's another one who's been posting some really, really good uh, celeb Israel takes. Yeah. Well, well, th- I mean, this I don't understand this. Like, why are celebrities, actors specifically, mm-hmm. so fucking stupid? I do not understand. <laughs> like, wh- I mean, a- across the board, there's like three that aren't. There's like seems like Daniel Day-Lewis is a pretty well-read, smart guy. Like, Ed Harris, Wallace Shawn. The, yeah, uh, yeah, Wallace yeah. Shawn. Wallace Shawn is definitely a good one. Yeah. yeah. The guy, the, best. the uncle from Succession. I can't remember his name, the actor. But, like, otherwise, why are they all so fucking dumb? Like, across the well, board. I mean, like, you would think that, like, as someone who has the ability to embody other characters and people, you would have a little bit more of a grasp on, on the world. But maybe, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe... It distances you from reality. Yeah, and it's because it's all fake. It's it's like there's a degree of separation from it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think there's some class interests involved, but uh, Amy no, Schumer specifically, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. her uh, she's got some famous relatives who might happen to be like the Senate Majority Leader. <laughs> um, Are they related? So, oh yeah. yeah, he's like her uh, uncle, I think. No fucking yeah, some, way. Some kind of cousin, I believe. She <laughs> recently posted. She was like, "He's not my dad." <laughs> <laughs> But Amazing. yes, they are they are related. Uh, you know, um, she thought that was like you know she thought that was hilarious, yeah, right? Draw, like, just drawing further attention to the fact that yes, actually we are related, though. <laughs> yeah, right. right oh, right. He, they're cousins. They're cousins. Okay, mm-hmm. but yes. Um, well, I mean, you would. Ju- uh, you're right. It's class interests is a big part of it. But I guess you would expect that if you are an artist, which I take most actors to be. Mm-hmm. And you are continuing to do your art. Like, if I was an actor and I was like Brad Pitt and I like did one, I did like Fight Club and made like $20 million off it, I would just quit. I would just stop acting. I would just live off that for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's because I'm lazy and I have no work ethic. Mm-hmm. And um, so I guess what I'm saying is like, you would expect these people because they ostensibly aren't. I can't imagine why they would keep doing movies after you make after you make your first million. Why would you keep doing more? But I mean, I guess in my mind, I rationalize it and say, well, it's dedication to the craft. They they are artists, so they want to continue being artists. But if they were artists, you would expect them to be, have some sort of intellectual engagement with the world. But yeah, there's also um, narcissism. There is that. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> there's also like a lot of guys who are like really like open mind like uh we'll say like keanu like tom cruise like there's guys who are like just don't have like a filter for any of the things that are going into their mind that makes them like good actors because they can like embody like any different like ideology that comes through but they can't like filter out the bad ones you know that's totally true yeah yeah they don't have a lot of like discernment or uh, they don't judge any opinions coming in because they're mm-hmm. yes, you know. <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh, uh, aside from just being uh, enjoying your podcast in general and it being sort of like a a role model for what we do, sort of a regional kind of uh, against the grain lefty politics type of yeah. di- discussion show. Um, recently, you guys have been talking, of course, about the. Israel Palestine situation and the episodes that you've done on that have been like to me like the most honest and just like straightforward discussion out there of what's happening so I I really thought we would benefit from having you join us as we continue talking about this yeah I I have to imagine so Terrence you live in Whitesburg Kentucky which is a town of like 2500 or so right on a on a good day it seems like these days we're <laughs> clocking in at just under 2000 <laughs> oh it's smaller than i thought even uh, okay um i have to imagine that your worldview is some somewhat uncommon around there very much so um yeah my worldview is very i'd say very much out of place where i live uh there are quite a few liberals whitesburg is weird though because Whitesburg was one of the places that was picked in the 1960s for their sort of jumping off place for the war on poverty. So a lot of mm. war on poverty initiatives were staged here in Whitesburg and sort of set up. One of which was this media project, uh, like a community media project. There was four or five of them around the U.S. Uh, one of them, I think, was on the Navajo Reservation and there was mm-hmm. other ones. But 
the only one that still remains is is here and it's called apple shop and so there are a lot of like artists and filmmakers that come through whitesburg however even though there are there a lot of like liberals in that sense around here there aren't a lot of communists <laughs> sure <laughs> <So>. yeah <laughs> so it's like i uh there's those there's that um but yeah at the same time Whitesburg and the surrounding county is still very conservative. Where I actually grew up in New Mexico, right on the border of West Texas. Mm-hmm. That area, West Texas, southeastern New Mexico, is way more conservative than anything I've ever encountered in so-called Trump country, like Appalachia. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot there's a lot of poverty here. And I think that that weirdly enough kind of makes people a little more open minded. Like, you know, you tell them what you believe in and they're like, well, whatever, I don't care. But like where I come from, <laughs> sure. there is a lot of poverty where I've come from, but there's also a very substantial like industrial working class still because that's where oil, that's the oil industry. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're much more sort of militantly conservative and will pro- I'm probably kick your ass if you were, you know, trying to like tell them to like, you know, seize the means of production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine the oil industry is, is super... The fertile for that kind of stuff <laughs> oil industry never has been weirdly enough it's yeah. um <laughs> like coal mining was a heavily unionized industry hmm. part of the reason that part of the reason that uh, we, i did an episode about this with timothy mitchell who did a book called carbon democracy but like part of the reason that so much capital was sunk into oil development in the early 20th century was that it was lower size you know smaller size workforce and therefore like lower union density right yeah and also just the infrastructure for oil is so vast and expansive that you can't exert the same pressures on it that you can on coal uh that you could on you know if you shut down coal mines then the steel mills can't get their coal whereas like if you shut down one pipeline well they'll probably just reroute it through another pipeline or something so yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I, I guess to get into this, Evan, you attended a pro-Palestine rally in Des Moines the other night. I did. Right. How, how was that? Uh, it was great. There was a, a great turnout, great speakers. Um, we marched all the way from the east side or the west side of the river all the way across the bridge, the east side. Uh, I think there's about, they said about a thousand, probably estimate 500 to a thousand. Um, but yeah, it was it was good to be out among like-minded people um only other interesting thing was before the rally started i drove by and there was a lady on the corner that had a liz cheney for speaker of the house um (laughs) sign this was before they uh elected mike johnson um so like i don't really know what her angle was they didn't get the memo yeah she she, i assume she was like a you know like a moderate democrat i guess because there were people you know proposing liz cheney as like a a compromise candidate (laughs) right yeah uh which a compromise a compromise that none of the republicans want at all right (laughs) yeah that's uh much more of an extremist position than anything that was uh put forth at the the palestine rally so (laughs) yeah i'm sure yeah uh there there was one in iowa city as well on friday but i wasn't back in town yet to see that i think that's for anyone who lives around here who's listening i think that's going to be happening every friday at 3 30 on the pentacrest so i'll try to hit the next one um it's been really cool to see like 
how much of this is popping up in like you know every major city in america mm-hmm. um yeah any anything close to you since we were talking about whitesburg terrence in lexington and the tri-cities area of tennessee uh, western north carolina like boone and Asheville, nothing specifically in eastern kentucky um mm-hmm. a lot of if anything like that was going to happen, it would be around Pikeville, which is like maybe 45 minutes from me. Uh, but other than that, like, no, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of people, you know, despite this being like a far off, a far away conflict, a lot of people are recognizing that, uh, you know, this does impact us here at home. Like we do have a lot of moral responsibility over what's happening right now. And that was really... <laughs> demonstrated to us by some some recent news pieces at kcci that i thought we could uh talk about a little bit here and i shared this with terrence ahead of time so he's seen this um but uh, fortunately for us you know kcci is a, a television news station so they do have some video of this uh we were visited in iowa last week by uh what's his name uh, his name is enam cohen he's the yeah. israeli consul general to the midwest he's stationed in (laughs) chicago um (laughs) this is like a world that i was totally sort of unfamiliar with but like you know same there are consulates all over america for all kinds of countries but i have to imagine israel gets a lot of preferential treatment as you know (laughs) states outlaw anyone boycotting israeli products and things like that yeah we have one in the southeast apparently I looked it up because I get, after you sent me this, I was like, whoa. Like, so I'm assuming like the the title, I guess, is like what's just kind of funny. It's like a consulate general to the Midwest. It's like, yeah. you know, <laughs> what, what do we need to really shore up here? It's like, um, but like I dug into him a little bit, like his whole job, basically his like job profile and what he did before he got into that position. And he you know worked he's like worked in various consulate consulates for israel across the world mm-hmm. i think he like uh, germany colombia he prior to his diplomatic career he worked as a strategics consultant at shaldor limited i don't know what that is okay. yeah that sounds what, what, like a job kind of evil shit a job that means nothing yeah but uh, yeah i'm yeah. sure it is something horrible <laughs> strategy and management consulting so yeah probably some like mckinsey mm. shit in israeli yeah. strategy boutique that's what it's called Wow. Strategy um, boutique. Strategy boutique. <laughs> Some kind of euphemism. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, that's the thing. It's like they're like, is your is your carpet bombing artisanal? Like they want <laughs> to make sure that it is as authentic as possible. Like I watched a video that he put out of him and his wife in Jerusalem. Yeah. And the whole thing, the whole premise is like how authentic Jerusalem is. Like how diverse it is. Like, would no mention of the fact that like they're trying to push Muslims out of the you know Al Aqsa Mosque yeah. and all this other stuff. Like, it's yeah, di- authentic diverse, to what era, uh, you know? <laughs> right, right. Diverse population, but what about uh, citizenship? How diverse is that? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, let's uh, let's see, uh, Mr. Cohen meeting with uh, the uh, really excellent journalists at KCCI. And Israel's consul general to the Midwest is in Des Moines, affirming a ceasefire will not happen. Oh, KCCI's Pepper Papura oh, no. was at Teferith Israel Synagogue tonight. This is news. So Pepper, 
What was his message to the Jewish community? Stacy, Yanam Cohen went in depth on the politics of the Israel Hamas war, but he also talked about how the conflict abroad is playing out in the United States. Tonight, Yanam Cohen praised Iowa's response, expressing appreciation for the shows of solidarity happening. Yeah, there's a there's a sign in front of him that says, "Please do not take pictures or videos." It's um, because if you did, the flash would bounce off of his shiny bald head <laughs> dome and like take out three quarters of the audience. You know, with like some sort of like epileptic. <laughs> like the motherfucker is so bald. I, I mean, I, I say that actually as a compliment. Like I wish I could pull on. <laughs> right, it's perfectly yeah. smooth <laughs> and shinier than than most heads. I think very very shiny. Yeah, very shiny. it's not so much the lack of hair. It's just like the incredible sheen yes. that he gets off mm-hmm. of his scalp. It's the sheen. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, we are watching a video that has a sign prominently saying "Do not take any videos." But yeah, that yeah. Which is curious. <laughs> it's very curious. How did we get this? <laughs> Leaked video on KCCI. <laughs> During Blue Ribbon Week, Governor Kim Reynolds' donation of PPE supplies for first responders in Israel. However, he expressed concern about the response of the public nationally, no. stating protests supporting Palestine, like those happening on college Wait, campuses. This image right here. Israel at war, and I mean, again, I guess the audience can't see this, but the way it's framed, it just says, Israel at war, please do not. Like the, <laughs> the sign, please yeah. do not take wow. video. Or, <laughs> That's great. Please yeah. do not. The messages. <laughs> <laughs> it's KCCI, there's like a secret producer who's in favor of a ceasefire and just yeah, trying maybe. to yeah. frame maybe right. <laughs> yeah, maybe Yanam is in favor of a ceasefire. He's like, my government is out of control. He's like, how else do I convey my disagreement with the government yeah, he can't say anything obviously or he's out right. you know yeah right right <laughs> right uh so he's talking here about uh protests on college campuses that are you know students rallying in support of the palestinian people who are being actively genocided in right. out of their homes mm-hmm. but this, these are his thoughts on the matter we're pro right. hamas and praise terrorism the fact that Stupid kids, I don't have a different world. Brainwashed kids are marching with some... I'm trying really to find the diplomatic words to, to really to refer to their professors who are supporting them and giving them the credit for marching at this. and praising, praising the massacre of 1,400 people as an act of resistance. This should not be tolerated. Cohen did sympathize mm. with the civilians in Gaza, saying they should evacuate the area by moving south to avoid ongoing oh. strikes. Th- that, that, that's Pepper, very sympathetic. <laughs> sympathetic, yeah. on, definitely. Uh, oh yeah. my fucking god! He the, he started by calling them stupid. These kids, yeah. just like. Well, you could tell he wanted to call them something else. And in my mind, I'm like, what do you? What does he really want to say? Like, I need yeah, to know what a long he really pause there. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. like call me. Bastards! <laughs> I guess. Pinkos. Yeah. There is, like, a whole strategy to, like, blame it all on college students, too, because I think it's, like, yeah. people are already primed to accept that, and it's a lot easier than being, like, oh, like, a diverse coalition of people in, like, major urban centers and across the country are coming together for a common cause. <laughs> it's, like... That, yeah. Rea- it's a great... Uh, like, goofy college kids. That's a great point, Evan, because I go to the gym... 
every day, and every day they Ooh, got Fox News bragging. On. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Mr. Fitness, big arms, big paychecks, baby. <laughs> they they only got Fox News on every day, so this is the only time I ever get to watch Fox News. Every time they've got it on, it's not about what's going on in Israel or Gaza. It's not about what's going on in the White House. It is all about what's going on on college campuses. They just yep. send their mm-hmm. reporters out to college campuses to film protests, basically. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a, a long segment on campus madness on a recent episode, which is just <laughs> conservatives bitching about protests and these these out-of-touch, loony-left children. Right, yeah. <laughs> but the the story itself is very strange. Well, maybe it's maybe it's not strange. I found it to be strange. Like they, um, I, I mean, I, I assume. Th- actually, I'm sorry. I'm probably leaping ahead, Justin, it's, because like you right. sent me, you sent me this story on KCCI, but it's it's slightly different from the one we just watched. So if you're going to talk about that one, I'm sorry if I'm skipping ahead. But no, say say what you need to say. Okay, so the story that you sent me was that the Israeli Consul General to the Midwest met with Governor Kim Reynolds on Thursday to discuss Iowa's support of Israel during yeah. the um, Israel-Hamas yeah. war. From state to uh, state, you know. They're, they're part right. of the, the big old <laughs> the right. union here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, Kim Reynolds announced that 208 pallets of excess personal protective equipment will be sent to Israel via a nonprofit. She mm-hmm. said the donations will go towards first responders. They mentioned that in the story we just watched. Yes. Why... Do they need PPE? Is it like PPE leftover from the pandemic? Like what? What is going so. on there? Bob, bomb buildings create a lot of dust, so you gotta block <laughs> I out. I guess. Yeah. I yeah. assume you just like the nine eleven first responders thing. Well, but ostensibly they're sending them to Israel. Like they're not sending them to Gaza. Since well, ostensibly mm-hmm. they're sending them to like. So like what? They're going to have like masks and I wasn't and saying like that there's, they're going to give them to the Gazans. They're going to give them to the fucking the ground uh, operations crew. That's probably what it is. They're probably sending like the disinfectant leftover and they're going to they're they're like all right, here's your M16 rifle. They'll get handed out to settlers and then they'll also give them like Molotov cocktails made from disinfectant from the <laughs> COVID pandemic. Yeah. I guess that's what, 208 pallets. Yeah, there, uh, I don't know if there was a picture of that in the article I sent you, but there is a nice picture of our governor, Kim Reynolds, standing next to Yinam Cohen in front of just pallets and pallets of this stuff, <laughs> which, yes, I yeah. believe is stuff that they just threw in a warehouse that was supposed to be like <laughs> COVID prevention, like keeping, you know, citizens here, you know, <laughs> from from dying of the disease. Uh, (laughs) How fast it it is, I love it. (laughs) I would bet that it probably passed from the federal government to the state of Iowa, and then then they gave it away. Back to Israel. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, how can we help? Like, you know, it's it really is like Ralph Wiggum shit. It's like, I actually respect (laughs) it, because it's like better... Of course, we are sending them tanks and weapons and everything mm-hmm. else. But I Iowa do doesn't have a lot of that stuff, though. To yes, give away, I, I do. Have, <laughs> I was like, "How can we? How can we contribute?" I've got it. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's more honestly just right wing trolling more than any. Like, I mean, it's just to make the people who are still upset about COVID and also don't like Israel mad. Like, it's all about uh, like we're talking about like different types of propaganda. There's like all kinds. It's all intended for for different people who are usually not like us. <laughs> so, right. 
100%. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the full story behind that PPE, but like, yeah, I imagine federal dollars paid some some supplier and then it just sat in a warehouse and now she has somebody on her back. Like, we need to clear out this space. Can we just ship all this shit to Israel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, d- I don't understand this, though. Cohen said, Israelis today see the pictures coming from Iowa, coming from the Midwest, <laughs> and what they feel is that this is great because we're not alone. People see us, people support us, people understand what we're going through, and that is a very strong message. What pictures from Iowa? What, what I, pictures are coming out of the Midwest? I don't know. Like, I, it, <laughs> KCCI was there. Uh, they were there at the protest. They're actually the only camera crew that I saw. Uh, oh, that's good. And I think they didn't actually... Like I didn't see any coverage. They covered. There was another rally a week earlier, um, and there was they, some coverage of that. There was some coverage that. of that, but I don't think they covered the second one, which I believe was bigger. Um, which, yeah, again, can't let their viewing audience find out about that. Yeah, there's some meddling yeah. going on. <laughs> I just, yeah, just like the thought of, um, just the thought of like one of those TikTokers who lives in Israel like that makes the TikTok videos making fun of Palestinian people like seeing photos of the Israeli consul general to the Midwest standing with Governor Kim Reynolds behind 208 pallets and being like help is on the way <laughs> I've rocks. never been more scared in my life and help is on the way from Iowa <laughs> masks thank you so much for the masks and rubber gloves <laughs> <laughs> about kim reynolds terrence no not really yeah. i listened to y'all's episode on chapo when oh, you went right, to the yeah, iowa yeah. state fair and that was my introduction to her okay. um so i don't yeah, i don't know much say about, about her, her on that i don't think she <laughs> think came up just, that much oh she was interviewing presidential candidates that's what it was she, yeah, yeah she was yeah she interviewed i think DeSantis. right like she was yeah. uh there yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah she loves ron but yeah she's one of the worst uh, governors for sure. And definitely one of the worst on, on COVID. Um, mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's honestly probably like lashing out at her political enemies. Um, yeah. It, it is so weird that like Iowa has a further, a governor that's way, not even a little bit more right wing, but way more right wing than Kentucky's governor. Like we have a actually pretty liberal governor it's very strange I mean, who's your governor i was looking at this recently but i can't remember the yeah, name andy andy brashear brashear oh, yeah, yeah right right yeah his dad used to be governor of kentucky and then bevan mm-hmm. his his dad was the governor before bevan so bevan was more like kim reynolds yeah right kentucky is a weird state it's very weird <laughs> yeah well i'd say there's probably some similar dynamics going on because it was yeah. only well, it was a while like since we've had our last Democrat governor, but before that, it was pretty um, back and forth. Yeah, of course. Mm. And and also, she was appointed by um, Branstad, Terry Branstad. Yeah, he was our longest serving, longest serving governor, and so like by association, I think she got a, a big leg up. They, um, I'm looking on a I'm looking at a quote right here from Kim Reynolds about the new education law restricting books in schools. Yes. She said, we are way off course. Our kids and our teachers deserve better. They deserve the tools to help these kids succeed. Not a damn distraction on a nasty pornographic book that should oh, never wow. ever be in a classroom. <laughs> I on haven't seen that quote from her. <laughs> <laughs> 
She said, it's just a distraction. They're blowing it out of proportion. I don't know if I'd use the word blowing, blowing. it out. In <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. In a, That's a tough one. In a, yeah, thing about sex. But whatever. Yeah. Back in my day, we had to just look up the swear words in the dictionary. That's the best we could do with books. <laughs> Oh shit! I did. There was there has been a, a list going around of uh, the books that have been challenged in the Iowa mm. City School District. Um, yeah. It It by Stephen King is on there. Yeah. That's that's the one that I agree <laughs> with. Should probably not be in the the kids' <laughs> no, libraries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one scene. <laughs> if you just kind of notorious, just rip out a couple pages and it would be all right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All the murderous clown stuff is totally fine. That's <laughs> all good. <laughs> As usual, it's only like sex and gay stuff that they're really like mm-hmm. worried about. So like books right. about violent murders and stuff. That's all good. That's all totally good. I mean, yeah. the Bible itself is extremely violent, but I mean, it's a very like cliche. It's like a very trite yeah, sure. statement, but it is true. Right. And there's some weird sex stuff in the Bible, you know? Yeah, there is. You're right. There's like there, incest. There <laughs> Pretty there early is. on. Yeah. Well, turning a woman to a pillar of salt you would yeah. think yeah i don't know it's pretty pretty weird pretty sexual <laughs> there's some fetishistic <laughs> stuff some yeah fe- <laughs> some fetishistic stuff going on uh, i have a second video from the kcci Yanam cohen thing uh, yes. they actually interviewed him like in studio so let me pull that one up here oh uh, they brought him in they were like you know <laughs> come spit hot fire to the to the masses yeah, can you come share your sympathy with the the people you're forcibly relocating and then <laughs> bombing as they flee? Yeah, could you share just, your sympathies with those people? Just, just like the most, just the least charismatic. I mean, honestly, it's been pointed out over and over again since this started, but just how insufficient Israel is at winning the war in the court of public opinion. Like, I am genuinely shocked. Like, the more they're out here, they're emissaries, like cultural emissaries, political emissaries, the more they're out here making the case, the more they, like, push public opinion to the side of the Palestinians. I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, if I if I was them, I would just, like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're it's... high on their own lies. I mean, they've, like, gone yeah. for decades without enough pushback, and now, like, they don't know yeah. how to handle it. They've, I like, think, silenced the opposition. I think you're right. I think mm. you're absolutely correct. And honestly, this is something I've not really seen anybody talk about, but, like, the history, the historiography of the Israel lobby in the United States. I was reading a book the other day, written in 2009, about the history of, like, Jewish militants in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. The book was originally written in 1983, but they reissued it in 2009, and they were saying in the preface that, like, a book like this couldn't even be written now. Yeah. Again, that was 2009. <laughs> yeah. But, like, in early the early 80s, you could still criticize Israel, in a, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that would, be, you know, not get you completely ostracized from society. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that, like, they've closed ranks on this so tightly, so strictly over the last, like, 15 years, 10, 15 years, um, that you're right. Like, they are not—they have— in a almost sort of like dialectical way, close themselves off to any criticism at all. And that is partially what is causing their sort of missteps and everything on this. Yeah. yeah they're no longer capable of, of arguing their case because they've, they haven't had to. 
They haven't had to. Exactly. Yeah. And Netanyahu has nothing nothing to lose. In fact, like, I mean, for his political career, this is like his last gasp, really. Totally. Because he was on the way out already. Hail Mary, yep. You're right. Yeah. Okay, here's Yunam Cohen in studio. An Israeli diplomat met with Governor Reynolds today to discuss our state's support of Israel. Chief political reporter Amanda Rooker asked him about the growing humanitarian crisis and how Iowans can help. We can't independently verify what the death toll is in Gaza right now, but we're we're hearing reports of. D- does she mean like them specifically? KCCI cannot independently KCCI, verify yeah. the, <laughs> the yeah. casualty count. They're like pouring over the documents. Yeah, I when can't did make this come out? Of this. Uh, right. I I've got it pulled up. Let me double check the date on that. Oh fuck! I so fucked it all up. <laughs> when she was talking about the death count, was she talking about like Israeli? Like I assume that that's what. I- I would, yeah, I would guess that's uh, yeah who they're like, talking about. You're right because like there has been absolutely zero mention or even anybody caring about the Palestinian mm-hmm. de- death count. Other than this is, Biden, who said we don't actually know, we don't have any way of knowing. What an asshole. Um, <laughs> the this was pulled from the article, so this came out the 27th. So this is very okay. recent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay of lack of access to food or water, uh, of children dying from airstrikes. Could you tell me a little bit about how the Israeli government is evaluating the the human cost to this war? Yes, this is a major question, and thank you for asking. You know, as I said, our direct goal is the leadership of Hamas, the tourists in the Gaza Strip. I like how his accent makes terrorist sound like tourist. (laughs) (laughs) Hamas, the tourist group. Also, I think he mistranslated because he said our entire goal is Hamas. That's a very vague statement. Like, are you, like, looking to link up? Again, maybe he's sending (laughs) subliminal messages here. He's like, help me. They've got me imprisoned. (laughs) Like, help me. I have Um, to go to Chicago and, and uh, you know, defend (laughs) ethnic cleansing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I have one of the most evil jobs in the world. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, what they're doing is a double war crime. Not only do they kill potentially Israeli citizens, <laughs> but they also hide behind their own civilians and use them as human shields. And what we're doing is that the Israeli defense forces called to the civil population to evacuate to the safe zones in the south to make sure that we're only fighting the terrorists and not the civilians. Unfortunately, Hamas is blocking their own people, preventing them from evacuating to the, to the south area, and this is, this is devastating. At the same time, together with the American administration and with Egypt, we're making sure that humanitarian support is entering Gaza. We're talking about fuels, about food, about water and about medications to make sure that we really make a distinction between the terrorists and between the uh, civil population. Okay, he's just lying, right? Yeah. Like, this is just not true. (laughs) They literally cut off the fuel, medical supplies, water, like everything he just listed. They're openly saying that they did those things. Right. But not on local TV news in Des Moines, Iowa. They right. say the, the other, the other yeah. way. <laughs> right. That is true. I, I'm again. Once you send this to me, Justin, I was like, "Who's my? Who is my Israeli consul general?" And yeah. she is in. She's based out of Atlanta, mm-hmm. but Kentucky is in her 
region. Yeah. And I went to the website and they've not updated it since 2018. So that the very first <laughs> thing that comes up is like a a news thing about Trump and Secretary Pompeo's 12-point plan to block Iran's aggression. It just was an interesting time capsule, like a, a blast <laughs> to a simpler time. Uh, how, what do you think about the uh, the concept of a double war crime? A double war crime. <laughs> it's hard to pull off. It, <laughs> it is, like, but it... Multipliers yeah, in the Geneva Convention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like send them... Yeah, they send their like number crunchers in at the Geneva Convention. And it's like, well... Yeah, we were going to sentence you to 23 life sentences, but you got some double war crimes on your sheet, so you're going to have to... <laughs> uh, word score multiplier. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a... This is like a talking point that they've repeated for years and years. Like, I remember this from when I was a kid. Like, the idea that, oh, the terrorists are using the civilians as human shields. Uh, yeah. Which which explains away, like, all those uh, civilian casualties. Those were the shields. We had to fire through we, them to yeah. get yeah. the bad guys. We had to bomb I, whole apartment complex. Like, Well, I think as a visual, it doesn't really work because as a kid, I literally pictured like a spartan warrior getting a human and putting like a leather strap on them and like <laughs> pushing through like the pass at thermopylae with a human as the shield like i mean i literally or or like um i guess maybe i pictured them like you know the classic i guess human shield would be like putting someone in front of you while someone's shooting at you and the person in front of you gets shot a bunch of times and then yeah. you miraculously like you walk away unscathed. I'm just saying as a visual image, it doesn't quite work because I I, I just never really saw uh, how you could do that at a mass scale. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, And humans aren't very like good shields. They're not. <laughs> yeah. No. Like we, we're gangly. We got like arms and legs and like, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> And stuff can go through us, I guess, right, is also yeah. the thing. It's easy we're to not, penetrate. Mm-hmm. Right, we're not a good... Exactly. We're not Which is why job. you need a shield in the first place, because you are also human, and you don't want... <laughs> the thinking is that, like, a bullet couldn't go through two humans at once, just one. So, again, like, I, I, I just imagined, like... I, I'm pretty sure on Total Recall, there's a scene where... Arnold Schwarzenegger uses someone literally as a human shield and they get shot a bunch of times. And that's what I imagined in my head. But right. and like, he's like yeah. the hero of that film, right? So Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you're it's, right. It didn't work. <laughs> it's like heroes use human shields. Like that would is the message, I guess. Yeah, Arnold's cool. Yeah. Hamas is like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I guess. <laughs> that's right. I think that's the message <laughs> that Yonam Cohen is is yeah, inadvertently that's, saying. That's yeah. what we're picking up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let him finish what he has to say. Uh, there was something really interesting at the end of this. Let me let me find that. The ones that may be watching this thinking, what what can I do in this situation? What would your message to them be? You know, we get so much support here in Iowa. Israelis today see the pictures coming from Iowa. Yeah, there it is. Uh, that, that's what you were saying before that quote. But uh, just for people listening, I did not cut that. Like, this is yeah. this is the video that's on the KCCI YouTube. He says something like, let me just play it again, actually. You're watching this thinking, what, what can I do in this situation? What would your message to them be? 
You know, we get so much support here in Iowa. <laughs> Israelis today see the pictures coming from... This is a hard cut, like mid-sentence. Yeah, what did he is. say that they had to cut? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Like the tone... Y- yes, in audio production, you can tell they cut something there. <laughs> what was it? He's like, please, if you're Iowan, you would like to be a human shield for Israelis <laughs> living in Tel Aviv. We will pay for you to go over there. If you have any leftover KN95 masks, please <laughs> ship them to us via the U.S. Number one request. Service. Yeah. 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 If you got any of those free expired COVID tests still sitting in your house. Yeah. Buy next now. <laughs> Damn. That's weird. I would ask him if Israelis had advanced knowledge of 9-11. <laughs> say, hey, I heard that Israel had advanced knowledge of 9-11. And there's he would a, say... <laughs> <laughs> there's 24 seconds left of this. She may ask that. Let's see if she gets to yeah. that. Okay. From Iowa, coming from the Midwest. And what they feel is that this is great because we're not alone. People see us. People support us. People understand what we're going through. And this is a very strong message. Iowa's leaders mm. are showing more support not. for oh, Israel there's, today. There's Reynolds announced yeah. that 208 <laughs> pallets of excess personal protective equipment, or PPE, will be sent out to first responders there. There's so much of it. I know. Look at all that. <laughs> what a photo op. I mean, it's brilliant. They seem thrilled. Propaganda. <laughs> he's got to be a short king, right? He's looks pretty short. Yeah, Reynolds is not very tall herself. Uh, taller than me, but yeah. Yeah. I, once again, like, first responders in Israel, like, what do fucking people think? That it's like, it's like a tornado situation or like... What are they responding to? Like, what is the humanitarian crisis and what is causing it? Yeah, like, Hamas manages to shoot off, like, three rockets once a week at this point, And they, like, hit places in Tel Aviv. Like, it's... And it... And, even then, they've got Iron Dome, so, like, very few rockets even make it through. So, like, what the fuck are they talking about? I mean, okay, I, like, I, we, our town got flooded last year. Yep. And it was a massive flood, disastrous, like, 42 people died. And the amount of stuff sent from, you know, well-meaning people around the world was phenomenal. I mean, it was insane. I've never seen that much stuff, you know, just like pallets of but wa- bottles of water, pallets of like PPE and all this stuff. And so a lot of that stuff never even got used. And it's literally just still sitting around in our county, like depots. Mm-hmm. That, like the county <laughs> government had to like put up warning signs like, do not drink this water. It's been sitting out in the sun for like a year. Um, <laughs> like, like our, uh, you know, the flood, like, you know, ripples out in all kinds of ways. So we still got all that shit. All of which is to say that, like, you know, I look at all that stuff and I'm like, well, you know, like, I wish there was a better way to coordinate that stuff. Uh, people mean well, but now it's just a waste and everything else. But if you're like an Israeli and you get like 280 pallets of like PPE from Iowa, <laughs> like, what, like, what do you do? Like, I, I have to assume that every other state is also probably s- sending a lot of other supplies not to mention every other like country in the world mm-hmm. like what is germany sending you know what i'm saying <laughs> did you when 
when you were in school, did you ever have like a can drive at your school? Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the move is just to go look in the cupboard and see <laughs> what's been sitting in the back for a really what's, long yes, time. What's we got in the back? a little can of uh, <laughs> cream of mushroom. <laughs> you just see what's been sitting around for a long time. And that's what you bring to the can drive. That's your charitable contribution. Yeah. It's the shit that's been sitting around yeah. for years. <laughs> it's the gesture. You know, <laughs> well, that's the thing. The Israel has, as as we pointed out, they've been so insulated from any criticism, which also means that they've not really deepened any ties or relationships or friendships with anyone around the world. So, like, what actually they wind up getting in a situation like this is the cream of mushroom soup in the back of the pantry. Like, it's just shit that they don't even need or like want. It's no one like, needs it. Yeah, this is like, man, the only reason people gives a shit, the only reason we're getting the cream of mushroom soup is because we have, like, the biggest military, you know, like, this side of the fucking Mediterranean. Yeah, we got all, we got all those consulates all over that country, and for fucking what? <laughs> Pallets of unused PPE. You have, like, MREs and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, those food... Mm things that yeah i'm sure there's some of those in there <laughs> again something that israel does not need the you know what i mean like <laughs> I, I forgot i i have my notes pulled up i forgot i had one more thing about enam cohen that i pulled up um there was this article in chicago business mm. this is written by h lee murphy who interviewed enam cohen and one thing i wanted to pull out of that um yeah Terrence, you know about there was like a a, a little Muslim boy who was murdered by his yeah, landlord. Yeah. yeah. So uh, H. Lee Murphy asked Enam Cohen about this. Uh, One outgrowth of this hostility seems to be rising tensions between Jews and Arabs around the world. In the southwest suburbs last week, we saw a six-year-old Muslim boy stabbed to death in a hate crime. Enam uh, Cohen's response to this. The Arab boy's death was horrible, but the crime wasn't committed by a Jewish person. Oh my god! Uh, wow! Oh my god! <laughs> so I wash my hands of this. Yeah. I have <laughs> I have no culpability here. This yeah. wasn't one of I mine. Mean, we, ha- we haven't even gotten into the, like the religious aspect of this, but like I mean, I think they have those consulates because there's so many American Christians who are waiting for the apocalypse to happen, and yes. uh, which we're doesn't really require. To, like, yeah, uh, what an absurd answer. <laughs> Tom Tom has a theory that BB, <laughs> he can flesh it out a lot better than I can, but Tom has a theory that BB's might be the Antichrist. That, sure, like, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The Antichrist will present themselves as someone who, like, sets themselves above the knowledge of God. You know what I mean? Like they, which literally like he, is happening. He, yeah, he <laughs> has all the marks. <laughs> like, oh man, could you imagine what kind of mind fuck that'd be? You tweeted something about that, Terrence. That uh, something about Israel, like, oh, oh, oh uh, support for Israel is more fundamental to Judaism than belief in God. I, you tweeted yeah, something about w- that. It was a thread. It was um, a guy who worked for a. The gu- this guy didn't say this, but someone in the replies basically just spelled it out. Uh, he said the quiet part out loud. But the guy worked for like a organization in the U.S. that's meant to basically keep cooperation and unity among the various sects of Judaism. Mm-hmm. And 
he basically like melted down on Twitter and was like, fuck this. Like you're not Jewish if you don't support the state of Israel. Yeah. And the, uh, and yeah, someone in the replies was like, <laughs> I don't know. This, this guy was like from Argentina, uh, Argentina. This is like, uh, man, this is really not good. But, uh, <laughs> basically his point was like, uh, Jews who don't support Israel broke off from, they they were like a, a communist or Trotskyist deviation from like uh you know sort of like orthodox and rabbinic Judaism in the early twentieth century. They've been corrupted by Marx. They've been corrupted by Marx, <laughs> and so it genuinely would not surprise me if you do see in the in the next few years a rise in a specific kind of anti-Semitism perpetuated by the state of Israel. Mm-hmm. Against Israeli, against Jews across the world who don't support the state of Israel, and that will be a absolute mindfuck for a lot of uh, Americans to wrap their minds around. Um, yeah, because they had, like Israel is a really weird thing for a lot of Americans. Um, mm-hmm. It's like loaded in all kinds of different ways, um, specifically through the yeah, like the evangelical and um, and Catholic uh, you know ideologies. And, um, and so, yeah, you can see, I I mean, I don't know. Anyways, I could see a situation where, yeah, you do have a a very scary sort of rise in anti-Semitism directed at this specific, like, break off of, of, of Jews. And, um, I don't know. It really is astounding because, again, this is, just blows my mind that, like, pretty much anywhere on planet Earth is safer for Jews than the state of Israel. Like, Israel is the least safe spot on the planet for Jews. And that is, uh, I mean, granted, that is probably going to start changing soon for all the reasons it's unfolded over the last couple weeks. But um, I don't know. It's just like, it's just part and parcel. Like I I said, I mentioned earlier, I've just been reading this book called Revolutionary Yiddish Land about early, like, Bundists and, like, early Jewish socialists in the 20th century. And just Mm -hmm. that, like... The dream of communism, the dream of like a better world, of a more equal world where everybody, you know, um, is afforded access to land and resources and love and happiness and all this other stuff, was intimately bound up from the very beginning with the Jewish cause in Europe. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. lot of those early Jewish militants uh, were such, you know, fervent communists for that reason. And a lot of them saw the sort of like coming utopia for not only Jews, but the entire human race in Eastern Europe, in Russia, and these other places. And what's very fascinating now is that in Israel, they specifically bury this history. They don't, they, it's not allowed to be talked about. They actually, in fact, blame the Holocaust on those Jews. And, and, I, and that thread that I pointed out was basically just another iteration of that. It's basically just another iteration of saying that um, the cause of communism was what, you know, led Jews astray and caused the Holocaust. And that, to me, is extraordinarily anti-Semitic and very concerning because, you know, like I said, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, I guess all my life or all my, like, post-Christian life, I've been wondering, like, when this will finally come to a head in America. When, like, Americans will have to deal with it, like, both evangelicals, American Jews, uh, you know, all aspects of American life, like, when we'll have to finally grapple with this, and uh, it's here. Yeah.
Yeah, I think we're there, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it yeah, seems, seems to be driving a harder wedge than it ever did before. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really bad. Um, but yeah, the evangelical thing is really... I mean, like, it's it's like it's kind of funny. It's, like, funny to talk about just in the sense that, like, I grew up... Like, all these There's people. a lot of absurdities to it. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's then, terrifying, but, yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many yeah. funny aspects to it. Yeah. Well, it like I said, it would be wild if the Bible was correct, but B.B. was the Antichrist. I honestly, like... This is the weird thing about like communism and Marxism is that like there are a lot of parallels even with Christianity in early sure. Christianity. And um it would be it would be wild if basically <laughs> like it would be wild <laughs> if like Mar- like the Marxist critique of political economy and history kind of like does verify the cr- the Christian critique of the sort of like world like sort of like metaphysical development of humans and and everything and it just like perfectly syncs up in this way that like bb if not the literal antichrist is maybe like the material antichrist on the <laughs> yeah. world, on the planet it yeah. like ushers in world war 3 and uh man that again that would like you you'll see a lot of crazy stuff um among your friends and family members because <laughs> g- getting your Christian yeah. family to admit that BB is actually the Antichrist, <laughs> that would be, that'd be crazy. <laughs> you listen to the Trillbillies for future developments in biblical Marxism. <laughs> <laughs> there's yes, gotta be we're some, very like, much on that tip. There's got to be some dissertations out there that really take that seriously, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I do think that like, there is there is probably something to say about like history being this like deep resonant structure that like rhy- that does rhyme or it echoes mm-hmm. across oh, yeah. time and millennia and mm-hmm. um and so I don't know I mean in that sense like you can see how these things could possibly sort of like link up right you know? the, the yeah. Bible as a historical document yeah 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 rapture is a kind of revolution in itself you know it is <laughs> it really is. <laughs> It totally uh, is. That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that was a, a pretty good discussion. Thank you, Terrence, for uh, lending your your intellect to this <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> yeah, don't don't thank me. Thank you, Yunam Cohen. Is yeah, the, the we owe Genesis a lot to him for for this we past do. hour. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Uh, aside from uh, Trillbilly Workers Party, the podcast, the Patreon, do you have anything else that you would like our listeners to be aware of? Um, no, I've got the yeah the podcast I write uh, mostly these days over at the Baffler, mm-hmm. and I also did a podcast recently on the Worst of All Possible Worlds podcast about the album. Jesus Freak by DC Talk. Oh, wow. <laughs> we do a little bit of this. Mm. Yeah. So, so you'll check that out too. Um, I've been plugging that. We had a lot of fun. So, yeah. um, I'll put a link to that in there too because that's definitely, I'm interested in that for sure. Yeah. yeah what what yeah, will yeah, people yeah, think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the question we all ask. We have to ask ourselves. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, that's about it. Uh, go check out our podcast, Trillbilly, Trillbilly Workers Party. You can check it out on Patreon, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. I co-sign that. Um, we yes, we like to put uh, music at the end of our podcast. I know that you have been in some bands before. Is there anything yes. that I could put put here that would be fitting? I play in a band called Slut Pill, and I also play in a band called Tenure. And so both of those are on Spotify. Uh, so you go check those out as well cool i'll grab something from one of those and i'll put that at the end here and uh people iowa people if you're local and you would like some of your music to appear at the end of this program go to rockhardcock.us there's a link near the top where you can submit your music Uh, you can also contact us directly at 319-849-8733 or p.o box 5336 in coralville iowa five two two four one we would love to hear from you we would love to receive your uh deranged letters that uh, don't make any sense i love i love reading those uh maybe next time on the show we'll we'll read one of those live (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for having me guys i had a lot of fun this has been been a great time and yeah i think more regions need their own podcasts i genuinely think this yeah yeah. it's like the israeli consulate general like every (laughs) podcast needs its own region yeah, yeah. definitely uh if, if you're out there if you've got another uh regional based uh political discussion show uh let's link up and, yeah. and link build up. up our network <laughs> we can build yeah federated uh <laughs> podcast network <laughs> federated states of podcasting yes the V's all right. right this has been rock hard caucus thanks again terrence and thank you for listening goodbye Thanks, guys. Peace. Peace.